With restaurants opening back up, of course, patios and it being summer, you've noticed probably all the beautiful plants and flowers that are decorating patios. So if you think about it, the people behind those beautiful plants, because it's usually outsourced, it's usually not done by the restaurant, are also back to work now. And we wanted to talk to one of them, Heather Schaus. Her company is called Bottle and Branch. Hi, Heather. How are you? Hi, G. Thanks so much for having me. Oh, thanks so much for being with us tonight. So did I describe your company right? It's only one small, you know, you know, part of what you guys do there, but uh, sure. you do. Yeah. Right. You work for a lot of yeah, restaurants. So, yeah, that's our, that's our main bread and butter is the hospitality industry. We've been lucky enough to align ourselves with some really great restaurant groups and independently owned restaurants in Chicago. And we've become a kind of a one-stop shop for uh, anything related to greenery, whether it's interior or exterior. So our company is pretty much split up into four divisions. We have a floral division, a landscaping division, an interior scapes division, and then we also do holiday decor as well. So given that 99% of our clients are restaurants and hotels, when the pandemic hit, we also closed uh, shops. So the week of March uh, 9th was pretty much the last service week for us with um, the majority of our clients, if not all. So Heather, what was that like? I know that uh, we're past that point, but if you could just tell us briefly, sure. I mean, were you able to get a PPP loan? What what happened? Right. So, I mean, luckily, we have a great relationship. You know, we've been working since the business has been around for about eight years. And since the beginning, we've grown alongside other restaurant groups that have brought us along with them. Like, for instance, the Boca Restaurant Group, Kevin and Rob have always been really great partners of ours and loyal customers. So we were lucky in that they gave us the heads up that they were going to be closing. We knew that they had been in talks with, um, you know, government officials and CDC and management and ownership, and everyone was trying to figure out what to do. And they gave us a, a really great heads up and said, unfortunately, we have to cancel floral services. We have to postpone the patio because, as you know, that was leading right up into James Beard Awards, which we're normally quite busy getting all the restaurants beautified for that. Um, And so we were able to try and assist all of our employees right away with with getting on unemployment, Mm -hmm. and we decided to furlough um, like a couple of the other restaurant groups did as well. So we did decide to furlough all employees, get them set up on unemployment, including myself. We kept one employee on staff, and her job was primarily to make sure that she was taking care of all of the plants um, in these closed hotels that no longer had staff or guests and going in there um, alone, taking all safety precautions, you know, gloves, mask, everything, and just taking care of thousands of dollars worth of plants so that when these hotels and restaurants were opening back up, they weren't coming back to a, a, a bigger loss than they actually were already facing. Well, it's great that you were able to get that heads up so then the employees yeah. that you had to furlough could get a jump start on, un- you know, I heard that was key in terms of getting on unemployment and getting definitely. through, you know. Yeah, definitely. Because two weeks, only two weeks later, it was just impossible to navigate the system. And you were, you know, if if you could even get 
get past the IDES initial, you know, phone prompting, you were on hold for hours at end. So luckily, I got everyone set up. And with being a small staff and knowing that there was light at the end of the tunnel, we decided not to compete for the PPP funds because, uh, you know, 75% of that loan would be for employee retention. And my employees were able to get set up so that I knew they were secure. And I also knew that I was hopefully going to start bringing them back, which is what we've been doing now. So now that things are, uh, you know, turning out that people really can only have dining experiences outside, the patio side of our business has really has really been our saving grace. And so we have worked with our loyal restaurants and hotels and tried to figure out ways to value engineer their patios so that they look just as great as they did last season, but might be a little bit less cost for them. And just try to work on, you know, just some crafty solutions so that they're not out of pocket as much. And it's helpful for us because I'm able to put my guys and my gals back to work. I'm going to say uh, I love that term value engineer, and I love that you're trying to think of ways to uh, work with your clients while saving them some money, too, because everyone's not had any revenue. Right. And we're all in the same boat and they know that we're in the same boat. So they're trying to, you know, reciprocate as well. We're working on as a team. We're not just vendors. We have really personal relationships with our clients. So, you know, when we can say to them, look, let's, we don't really need all these pots over here. Let's just do these pots here. Let's make sure we've got our distance here. You know, we're working with them on also revising their patio permits, which we draw up plans for them. For instance, we just revised the patio permit uh, for Monteverde. They're going to be, like other restaurants, expanding to the sidewalk just to the east of them, mm-hmm. uh, which is a, which is a suggestion that I think is pretty smart from uh, you know Lightfoot and and her team is that they're allowed now to expand their eating area over to the space adjacent with the permission of that landlord. And we're going to be doing that tomorrow on Randolph Street um, for a restaurant called Rue, who's taking over the parking lot there. And we're just helping people navigate the permitting system. We're doing everything from lighting to the planters, sourcing pots, um, doing the plantings, and then also maintaining the plant. Well, I would say that uh, being able to navigate the patio permitting process is probably an invaluable consulting resource for restaurants because we noticed that there were so many restaurants trying to scramble to figure out how to get patio seating if they didn't have it before indoor dining was allowed. But even with indoor dining allowed, some restaurants don't feel comfortable still opening, right? Definitely. We've seen, you know, a couple of places that have been, you know, trying their best to figure out how the 25% indoor dining rule could apply to them safely. But for the most part, our clients are choosing not to because they still would have to put their own employees at risk. And that essentially is telling customers that they value the, the, the profit that they could potentially make over their employees' health and well-being. And so if you can Take a look at the rules where you could actually have a couple of indoor tables as long as they're within a proximity to an open and clear window. That's an option that some of our restaurants have done, which which I think is a good happy medium between the two. While we're still very much on shaky ground, as you know, with rates 
with with new cases and and that sort of thing. I think everyone is really just trying to figure out how to navigate because clearly we all need to get back to to making money. We all need the economy to continue to 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 rise, but at the same time we can't do it at the expense of our employees because that's that's how we that's how we are who we are. Just a quick question Heather about the patio sure. permits. I know that the city was trying to make them a little bit easier to navigate. Yes. Has that happened? Have you noticed that? Yes, for sure. The city has been great, I would say, at that. Um, you know, the inspectors and, and the um, everyone from the aldermen to the inspectors have been really helpful in, in encouragement in, and encouraging to the businesses, especially those who previously had no experience in patios, so small mom-and-pop places that might not have ever really had a, a designated patio space but have received permission from someone next door to put in a few tables. You know, I know even Smith & Loyalists, they got creative. They put in a few tables on their sidewalk. Um, you know, I think people are all in it together, and I think that is one of the silver linings that's come out of this is that we've all really had to stop and think what is important here. Well, I'm glad that you're back at work and you're bringing employees back at work. Thanks. But I, yeah. I think it's really cool that you have um, a subscription service, actually. So that way, um, actually, just regular folks uh, can enjoy your beautiful arrangements at home. Can you tell us a little bit about it? Sure. So actually, prior to the pandemic in February, I had uh, been looking into starting a, a small flower farm. And I attended the UW-Madison's School for Cut Flower Growers, which was incredible resource. And so I started apprenticing or staging, as, you know, cooks would say, um, at Bright Flower Farms in Stockton, Illinois, and really learning the ropes there with Jeannie McEwen, who's become a mentor. And, you know, I think it, it just coincided with the pandemic. And when everything shut down, when our business shut down, when I was basically sitting there saying, okay, what's next? Um, 99% of our clients are now closed. We started looking at how we could really eliminate um, so much un- uncertainty and mm-hmm. really shorten the supply chain for plants and flowers. Because a lot of the plants and flowers you see in restaurants where they're sold at the wholesale flower markets in Chicago, those are being flown in from South American countries. Those are being flown in from Holland. Um, there are a few local florists who have always been champions of local, just like restaurants have. But I think this pandemic has really really shown a light on that and people are a lot more aware and a lot more concerned about where their products are coming from whether it's flowers or whether it's food and so because we have experience also in edibles um edible gardening i should say Mm -hmm. (laughs) um uh, um, we we did also field some requests from residents um and chefs and restaurant owners and people we know in our network of in our community to set up almost victory gardens of sorts because people were doing a lot more at home activities and they thought well it's spring it's that time what can i grow so we uh, you know i'm i'm lucky enough that i already had access to a greenhouse Mm -hmm. and so we started everything from seed uh, everything from flowers that, that are cut flowers that we're now selling in um, bouquets that you can order through our website or through weekly subscription service. Uh, so you'll get whatever's fresh at the farm, whether that's the, the bottle and branch farm or that's bright flower farms. And each week you'll have a new bouquet show up at your door that's comprised of only locally grown single source stems. And we deliver with contactless delivery as well. 
So, you know, that and being able to also start vegetables, herbs, and plants and get people set up and show them how to grow. And then we also offer lifetime support. If we install and plant uh, a residential garden, we will support and answer as many questions as we can to get you on the right track so that you can be as sustainable as possible, grow your own food. And, you know, and, and I mentioned the Victory Garden, but I, I really think that's one of the other silver linings of of this outbreak of the pandemic is that people did get a lot more in touch with their green thumb. And for me personally, I, w- I actually was allowed the time to do that, which was really great. Well, Heather, I want to have you back on the show again to talk about that sort yeah. of gardening at home. And maybe you can give us some suggestions. Sure. Um, we're yeah, we are out of time now. So I just want to mention again your website. It's bottleandbranch.com. That's where you can go. You can get um, Heather can come and help consult, help you plant at your home. And of course, you can uh, sign up for this subscription service or just uh, you can order just a one off flower, right? As well, flower arrangement. Yep, exactly. Beautiful. Yep. Okay. Bottleandbranch.com. Thank you so much, Heather Schaus. Really appreciate you being with us. Thank you. Thanks so much for your time, G. Take care. We'll talk to you again soon. Get some planting tips.